2: To this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields. And just off to my left here, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean?
3: Hey, I'm doing good, Rick. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Awesome. It has cooled off a little bit here from our recent heat wave. I was yesterday. Do you
3: think? Do you think for the rest of our our lives, like our entire relationship, is going to be based on our continual argument as to what is hot and what is cold?
2: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw your temperature cool off a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I'm getting snow tires put on my car tomorrow. You just shush about cold weather over there and
2: freaking. I said cool down. I didn't say anything about it being cold. Mm -hmm. I I learned you got me on that enough times. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. I guess. It's freaking cold up in here. You know what I've learned though? Um, Whatever temperature I feel going out my door, I have to put an extra layer on for when I go down into town.
4: Ah. Because
3: our our house is high enough up. And sheltered enough by the bush that it's a couple degrees warmer on our property than it is when I go into town.
2: Ah. And it, at this
3: time of year, a couple degrees can make a big difference.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
2: So, you Welcome. Know, it's
3: all a learning process.
2: Welcome to all of our friends in the chat room and all of our podcasts. I just realized I hadn't even looked. I've been off on some other page or internet or something. <laughs> How rude! Where'd you go? I don't know.
4: All
3: right. Well, um, so we, you know, we we get do our usual banter tonight. We could could do.
2: We could do. Um, but, but you have a you have a burning yearning.
3: A burning yearning. Yeah. There's something before we introduce our our illustrious guest. Um, who I'm going to certainly enjoy. Oh, my. That's interesting. The phone's ringing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I'm sorry if you do. Um, It's okay. Yeah. There's a rule at this house not to call at that time of day. Um, But, uh, yeah, there is something that I want to discuss before we introduce our guest, who um, I'm looking forward to chatting with. And um, that would be that um, we talk a lot on here about personal responsibility in the now moment. Um, And, you know, how do you integrate that into your everyday life and how does it affect your everyday life? Um, And one of the things that I want to talk about is how that affects business and the workplace. Because I I think that people focus on it a lot at home and in their personal lives and then they kind of you know, forget to integrate that into the workplace.
2: Yeah, there's been a um, big division between personal life and work life for so long. And what? what? Same you. Yeah, really same you goes both places.
3: It's, yeah, it is the same you that goes both places. Um, one of the things that, you know, it's come to my attention, not just recently, but in my 20-some years of of customer service work and working in various restaurants and hotels and blah, 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 is that business owners have sometimes this unique perspective about a failing business. Um, and so I want to talk about that particular issue because sometimes people seem to have this idea that grass is always greener on the other side, so to speak. And
2: mm, I've heard that th- somewhere.
3: <laughs> yeah. You hear it a lot, right? So, um, I've recently run into uh, a situation where I have made acquaintance with the business owner whose business has been struggling. So there's been a loss in in attendance at the business. And this business owner's reaction to this has been to go out and seek out another business like the one that this person owns except in another town. What's Interesting about the situation is that the the staff in question is very interested in seeing the business in question succeed, yeah, but the business owner has already decided that essentially it's failed, and that they as a person therefore have failed, and have' now decided to go out seeking something that they can succeed at mm. and <laughs> so. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting phenomenon. To, so,
2: to, not really being present in the now at all is living off in some future imaginary. Yeah. They, also living in the imaginary future that their business has already failed because it hasn't yet.
3: Which is yeah, which is a really unique perspective. You know, a struggling business is not indication that it's going to fail. It's just an indication that it needs a little more TLC. Um, and and you know a little extra time and energy but when you decide already that it's failed and you go off seeking out something that's going to succeed then you've you know essentially removed yourself from the equation and, and even worse than removing yourself from the equation you've actually condemned the existing business to failure because you've already decided well that's it i got to go kind of thing um but I want to remind people, and this this is not just for the business owners, but also for employees. Um, but when it comes to business, and when it comes to owning a business, you are not only responsible for the success or failure of the business and the books, so to speak. You're not only responsible for the success or failure of your bank account. You're also responsible for the well-being and success and failure of your staff and your clientele. So when you remove yourself in that way and you decide that it's already failed, then you're condemning your staff to failure and you're condemning any clientele who's going to come in 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 the next, you know, whatever period of time until the doors are shut down to an unpleasant experience because they're going to be exposed to a staff who – has witnessed you giving up and who essentially is going to give up themselves and their experience is not going to be pleasant. And there is a way to turn this around. And and my thinking is, is that if you're in that kind of situation, either as an employee or an owner, as an owner, you can certainly decide to be present. You can decide that you want your business to succeed and you can put it in your heart that that's your goal and that's what you're going to do Um, If you decide, however, that that's not where you want to be, then you need to exit the business and and allow your staff the chance to go somewhere else so that they're not wasting their time and energy trying to succeed at something you've already given up on. As a staff member, though, you know, yes, I get the whole, it's my boss, I shouldn't, you know, stick my nose in where it doesn't belong, I'm here to collect a paycheck, But at the end of the day, it comes down to personal responsibility. And if you do care about the clientele and you do care about your pace of employment and you do care about being able to look in the mirror, then there comes a time when you have to stand on your truth and be honest about the situation. And if you feel as an employee that your boss has essentially given up on you and is kind of, you know, not really there anymore emotionally, then it's either time for you to go or it's time for you to have a heart-to-heart with your boss. And so, you know, I just want to remind people that this living in the now moment, it's not just about the stuff that goes on at home. It's also about the stuff that goes in your workplace. And it's okay to care about the place that you work for. It's okay to care about the success or failure. In fact, I encourage people to care about the success or failure of the place that they're employed at, Um and
2: as if it know, was your own, being self-employed. Why would you treat them differently?
3: Ab- ab- absolutely, um, but part of that caring is to be honest about the situation. Um, so, you know, I, I just wanted to bring that up yeah, because I think people—it's
2: it's interesting because uh, Elohim did an exercise last night, and this was it, pretty much. Uh, really? Yeah, they—they they did an exercise, long, at least, Yeah, well, subjects tend to float around when it's time Uh, and um, but anyway just quickly uh, Elohim had everybody get up and form two circles one on the inside facing out and one on the outside facing in and anyway Elohim was on the outside one of the people on the outside facing in because they have a microphone and all that kind of stuff and uh, right away the the People on the outside ring noticed that the people on the inside ring were getting a one on one moment with Elohim and were like, one of them was like, hey, when do we get our chance to do that? And after the exercise was all over, I mean, Elohim said, we have a plan, don't worry about it. And they went on and did their thing. And halfway through, once it went around once, they had the inside and outside switch. So everybody got what they were wanting anyway. Uh, And afterwards, they pointed out, that, you see, that's jumping off into some future occurrence that hasn't occurred. It's in, it, it, it You didn't even give it time to see. You were going to get what you wanted anyway. So you kind of wait for a transition point, like when everybody on that inside a circle has had their moment. Then you see if you get what you want, because you might get what you want anyway. And then if you don't, Make present, clear, conscious statements about it. So it's both halves of your story. It's the dude that's off into the future with it already failed. I'm in lack. Where's mine? And you with the you got to speak up, whether you're the employer or the boss. See? Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I mean, I did that quick because
2: I. Don't want to take yeah, all you of our did do because
3: we have a, a wonderful guest coming. Um, actually, she's waiting patiently in the way. And I can go wings. on
2: and on and on oh. trying to explain something.
3: Absolutely. I just I just want people to be aware that this this radio show that we do and all the stuff that we share. This is not just about hiding out in the bush and being a painter or a musician or or creating something beautiful. This is about taking all of this information and integrating it into your everyday life. And in doing so, you're able to share and teach that to others. You don't have to be a blog talk host. You don't have to be an author. You don't have to be somebody who's in the public venue to make a difference in this world. All you have to do is stand on your truth as an individual and grasp that concept of personal responsibility, So, you know, I I want people to remember that, that this is just not about your home life. This is just not about your personal life. This is about all the people that you touch in your world. And that includes your place of employment, whatever that employment may be. Um, And that's it. That's, that's, you know.
2: No, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And uh, uh, because there is, there has been anyway that, you know, well, that's easy for them. You know, she's an author. Lives in this thing house in the mountains and drinks tea. Yeah, yeah. She also goes to work, and has kids and cars and I, tires and, you know. I do. Yeah, and you get tired. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely, I got tired and cranky and and just like everybody life else. Life happens I'm, I'm
2: to you, just together. like it happens to everybody else. And absolutely
3: uh, on a regular basis.
2: With that, look, why don't we? Uh, why don't we use talk that about
3: t- life happening.
2: Transition over and see what kind of life has happened and 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 what the results have been for our guest tonight because certainly uh, some life has happened <clears throat> and uh, mm-hmm. um, and it it does that for everybody it does it different ways and different degrees but it'll jump up and you know I've had my jump up in my face things and so has Gene. and, uh, and so it's our guest. You, yeah it's what do you do with it uh, so our um, Guest coming to us from the, uh, again uh, red rocks up in utah there's something going on up there in those red rocks in utah we're not going on up there um and uh no we found somebody really cool and so they started recommending their friends and so they're all up there close and that's it's kind of like getting stacy you get the whole new jersey posse the light posse well you know, we've got the st george posse coming it's okay,
3: uh-huh. there's some excellent energetics in Saint George.
2: Yeah, apparently so. And and we have yes. this tonight, uh Corrine Van Meter. How
1: are you, Corrine? I'm just fine. Um I'm just so happy to be here. And I bring energy not only from, from the Red Rocks of Utah, but I'm originally from the east. And um I bring the energy the, of the the trees and the, and the growth and the uh, all of that positive. So I lived in Pennsylvania, and I've just returned from North Carolina. I go over back there. Oh, uh, my husband and I were just there for a month. And uh in the springtime, I go there and I write. I used to teach school there, and I have a lovely group of people there also who um, are energy light workers. And uh, it's happening all over.
2: Yeah, beautiful part of the,
1: mm-hmm.
2: both mm-hmm. beautiful parts of the world, St. George and yeah. and uh, North Carolina. I, yeah. uh, uh, my sister was there for a while, and beautiful, beautiful country. And people, mm-hmm. these amazing people everywhere, it's just awesome. Yes, yes,
1: Yeah.
2: They are everywhere.
1: It's, it's cool, like, isn't it? It sure is, it sure is, no matter where you go. If you take the time to notice, they're there.
3: Absolutely, absolutely So I have to ask you the first bump off question Which you've already answered a little bit of But I'm hoping that you'll go more in depth with um, My my newfound friend and fellow okay. author Corinne, who the hell are you and what do you do? Hmm?
1: Who are you? Okay. What do you do? I'm just a regular Who am I and what do I do? Mm-hmm. I am I am I just am I am that I am I am me I'm no greater or less than that I am and um, I'm a normal regular person uh, I've had some interesting things that have happened in my life. It isn't that I am a guru or someone who possesses some giant knowledge that that I need to impart to other people I can only offer my experiences and um, different places that they have taken me uh, to possibly help someone out there uh, or influence someone in some way to make their life um, a little easier, a little better. Um,
0: uh,
1: that's sort of what I do. I, um, uh, my website, I, I tried to come up with a, a word to describe, you know, when you're forming a website, it's like, what do you say? How do you, how do you encapsulate who you are, um, or what, what you see? And um, mine is called an anchor of light, and that's what I sort of consider myself to be. But in actuality, in reality, we are all anchors of light, um, and we all have our our way of expressing that when you were when you were talking about uh, earlier about the workplace and people giving up and um, um, uh, whether it be the boss or possibly that goes down to the people that are working there everyone is an anchor of light each person and we can't forget that because no matter where we are we can spread that light and I what I want to do and try to do the things that I am finding myself involved with in my life have always sort of they've um, that's always come forth. I've tried to do that with my family. Um, I've tried to do that through teaching, and now I'm trying to do that through um, through my writing uh, and sharing. Um, Okay. Uh, I can just keep talking. I was a teacher, so I can talk, talk, talk. So you might have to cut me off if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was I was meditating on what I would say about my life um, uh, because that seems to be what you're wanting to get to, you know, who I am, where I came from, and why it is I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, i I grew up in a wonderful family. I did not have that i did had no conflicts within my family. I had a wonderful childhood. My parents were fabulous i have I have brothers and sisters who are so supportive and they have they have beautiful families. We are a loving loving family. We didn't have conflicts. We are a support system for one another um but we all have those things in our lives, so I suppose mine happened. I got married young. I married when I was 18 years old. Um, and i I have been married for 43 years. So I guess I chose to stay with the same person to learn all that I had to learn, <laughs> to um, become who I am right now. You know, there are lots of ways of doing things mine was not perfect no one's is everyone has their own journey they are in their own point of light which is a good place for them to do exactly what they need to do and mine is just the way mine is that's it and i i am never i'm not here to proselytize to someone else to do something the way i did it i just i just want people to recognize that they're living in light and to see it around them and use that light to make their lives better um, I, I, I have been married for 43 years. I've gone through, um, lots of times of trying to find myself, you know, my husband has stuck it out with me and I guess I've stuck it out with him too, because we all grow. And, um, uh, I, um, uh, I've been through various challenges along the way. I, I went to school and got my degree for teaching and, um, I had a health challenge early in my life. Um when I was um in my oh the end of my college career, uh, um I started to have some symptoms um that resulted in them declaring the medical field said that I had MS, multiple sclerosis. And um I uh had to and I don't very often tell the story, because it's sort of like a shadowy part of my uh, my life, and I guess I, I need to give it credit, because we are all light, but we all have shadow, and um, the acknowledgement of shadow helps to bring it to the light, and um, uh, I think that when we can see it that way, it, it changes everything for us. Um, it's something that I dealt with a uh, sort of in a silent way inside because it was one of my challenges. It was a it was a restriction that was put on me. And I don't say that so much that it um confined me as a um a physically so much, although I did just I did um give all the symptoms of it. It restricted my life because I um I thought that it would. <laughs> And um it was through my experience with, with the MS and the thinking that I had it for a while and, um that I learned um it was through the grace of God and also through my own my own um efforts to address it in a different way that I worked myself out of it and I have I have been symptom free for for I can't tell you how many years it's not even in my it's not even in my my um don't even my,
2: keep track uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: um it's not there it's just not there um and um uh i think it was then that i really uh, um it's been a journey to uh understand the power of of who i am not <laughs> not just me but of all of us. Because I am is all of us. It's the I am in all of us that gives us strength and power to overcome. Um, So I I had the challenges of um, growing up while I was married. You know, having been married at 18, you just, you just, you don't know what you're doing. And um, uh, my husband was ten years older than I, so he had a head start. But neither of us really knew, and so we've we have played danced the dance. And uh, fortunately, we've we've um, allowed each other to uh, we've helped each other through different uh, times. That has been um, a growing experience for me. I've learned from that. I've learned from the uh, from from overcoming um, the challenge of the MS. Um, when I was um, just in my early 20s, my father died. He was 56. Um, uh, he, I was very close to him, so I, I suffered from loss at that point. Um, I had my my family, my children, my beautiful, wonderful children, all three of them. Uh, I can't tell you, uh, everyone thinks their children are fabulous, but mine really are. <laughs> and um i have three wonderful children um elizabeth my oldest is 37 she's a filmmaker in new york city um my uh, uh my son is uh, 34 and he is he is uh he served in um in iraq uh for two tours of duty um but he is he is a oh he's a mystical person you wouldn't suspect that that would be that the, the, the he just is so enlightened he's very enlightened and I have a and uh, she he lives in New York and he's going to school there and I have a daughter Victoria Victoria Louise Van Meter who um, uh, when she was at the eight she was okay her story hmm. is a giant one my story with her is giant um all of my children have brought me so much light and and love i um but i seem to understand somehow from the time they were born it takes when we when we receive this gift this package that comes to us we feel like it's our responsibility to take care of them and indeed it is. But we can end up for 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 the time that they need it, but we can end up forgetting that they have come with it, with a on a journey of their own that we are only a part of. We are not in charge of that journey. We are only assistance to them in their lives. And um I I um seemed to recognize that. I guess I'd always wanted to um uh, be in touch with them and understand what their needs were, and to meet them in in those needs. At first, when they're little, they are uh, it's their physical needs, what they need at that time. And and as a parent, you can get totally immersed in that. And and as your children go through different stages, you um, uh, you have to let go. It's a letting go process because you you you've come so close to them that you must let go in order for them to move on. And, you know, I I thought I was pretty darn good at that kind of stuff. I mean, Elizabeth, our oldest, went to a, a school at the North Carolina School of the Arts. She left when she was a senior in high school, and I thought I was doing quite well to adjust to her leaving. My My first child, she left early. My son, when he went into the Army and he was deployed over into Iraq, I had to deal with that, and I, you know, had to deal with letting go, and and I thought I did all right with that. Um, uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit because I have to revisit my youngest daughter. Well, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go where I where I'm at. When my daughter, my youngest daughter, who when she was after she got out of college, she ended up going into the deep war, and she went over to the country of Moldova to, to serve um, over there. She was gone at the same time as my son was in Iraq for his second tour. And I thought I dealt with letting go during those times. Um, and by letting go, it's that, I mean, I had let go, of course, but but it is that deeper letting go and um i thought i dealt with those things uh but i didn't know how deeply and then then after that my mother my mother who i can't can't talk without bringing my mother into this because i think it was my mother who who really my mother was a master living and i've decided this in my older age here that my mother was a master living an ordinary life and that was all fine for her she had children she adored she let us grow she exposed us she was she was my she was my guru without being that without telling me that but she was she was a master and she is who i learned from because i watched my mother have to um let go of so many things she let go her mother died when she was young Her her husband died when she was only 46, I believe it was, no, 49. She had to have her leg amputated. She let that go. They made a medical mistake on her. She had to let that go. My mother never complained, ever, about any of it. She never complained about where, never did a poor me, never did anything like that. She was like, she was my example of, of how to live how how to how to do it and um um my my mother passed away in 2007 and um uh it, it, when she left it sort of it, uh, it's a changing of the guard it's mm. a changing of the guard and i don't think a woman comes into her true self until she is. It's like I then had the chance to be the... It, it was me. It's me. And I had to carry the ball. Now, eight years after that, eight years after that, I had the extreme loss come into my life of my youngest daughter actually choosing to leave this world. And um, I, I... I you know, we deal every everyone's loss is equally as 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 challenging and as as, as just gut wrenching. Anyone's loss is. I understand that. But um, and I'm not here to say that mine is greater than someone else's. But indeed, you know, to have to have been faced with that challenge that's that's uh, the greatest loss of my life. But, 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 when I say loss, I can't, I can't. Um, just like when I had thought that I had MS at one time for that short period in my life, that I allowed myself to believe it for a brief time in my life, this is not. It's, it, it's a kind of a loss, but it's on another way of looking at it. It can be a gain um in some ways which sounds terrible to say but it 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 opened my eyes and my heart it opened something else inside of me that could never have happened unless she left and i am in total awareness that that's that's so so a loss c- can lead to a gain in some other way um and i haven't lost her because she is still here She is still here. She is with me. She is in a different dimension, but she is still here, and I still hear from her. She is still part of my life. So I haven't lost her. She has transformed into something different, and it has been an um, an incredible, incredibly powerful, and and heart opening and glorious discovery of 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 another way of choosing of choosing to um another door that is opened up um that you uh, you can never feel that was possible to happen and it's help, she has helped open doors up for me for my family for friends for people i don't know and i'm hearing from them all the time um it's just remarkable but i have to I have to tell you how remarkable my daughter was when she was on this planet, and that is a story um that's a whole other story. She came into this world um uh, she she was she was born on my birthday uh the birthday almost, present yes yes, yes it didn't look like she was going to be but I, she was 10 days overdue um, she was supposed to be born on her um, actually one of her grandmother's birthdays no she was supposed to be born on the same day her cousin was due and instead he became overdue and was born on that day and then she was born 10 days later on my birthday and she made her transition into her next life on my husband's birthday which was three days later Um on, Vicki was born on March 13th, my birthday, and she left this life on March 16th, my husband's birthday. Uh, very uh, interesting patterns, which I have come to understand that in this life, if we choose to notice, we, there are so many patterns going on in our existence every day in every way in our lives so many patterns that seem like they they're they just don't make any sense or they're just random we just throw them off like they mean nothing. But they're so numbers, um, connections, they all come through this. And if we take the time to notice it, which we go back to your living in the moment, living in the now, if we are truly living in our moments, we see them. We can see them, and we can, they, they, we can use them in order to make our lives better when we recognize them, when we recognize that the other side is trying to send messages to us, when we recognize that in our everyday life, it can make our living here easier. It can make our, our pathway that we're going to walk on clearer. It can be of assistance to us, and we don't feel like we're here just doing something randomly um uh w- little do we know many of us and perhaps i'm speaking to many in the choir here this evening but hopefully someone in this in this group of people that are hearing this or who will eventually hear it will respond to that and they will say aha maybe some of those things that i've been seeing and that i've been thinking might, might, might have some connection to me. They really do. They really do. If you think they do, they really do. If you think you're hearing from someone, you really are. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Be in the moment. Be in the space of listening. Of listening. Opening yourself to all that's happening around you because things are happening all around you. Now, I return to my daughter. When she was born, she was born on my birthday. She has, has a terrific sense of humor. She always did. And if you go on and look at the TED Talk, you, uh, I, I talk about that there. She just, um, she thought her older sister, who was an actor, she's she's a filmmaker now, but she liked to do drama. She convinced Vicki that, that, that Vicki was a pig, and Vicky believed it when she was just about two years old or so. She she believed she was a pig, and she would introduce herself wherever she went as, uh, "I'm Vicky Toria, the pig," and um, uh, she <laughs> she kept that persona until she was. Uh, her my husband took her to the county fair and introduced her to the world's largest pig, and uh, she touched it. She saw it. This giant thing and she came home and she um she didn't call herself Vicky Tory the pig anymore <laughs> that was gone but <laughs> uh, but she had such a sense of humor uh, we we her nickname was Hammy and uh so all her life uh, even people would call her Hammy and um uh she collected pig memorabilia um she was Vicky has such a darn sense of humor and to hear her laugh just made made you laugh um, but she was I, sorry. So she,
2: she went from being a pig I to just, being a part of a pig.
1: Yes, just a ham. Yes, <laughs> yes oh. exactly. <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: Sure. I just Go wanted ahead, to Jane.
3: ask a, a quick yes. question um, mm-hmm. while you're telling the rest of the story. What yes. was Victoria's full name? Victoria Louise
1: Van Meter. Okay
3: carry on I'll get back to you on that.
1: Well uh, oh well I will tell you this connection in Canada. We uh, when uh, my husband and I the children the two older children were just little and I must have become I was newly pregnant with Vicky. I didn't know it. I didn't know that I was but I what when you're to your third child you can have a sense, you know, that you might be pregnant and we had been trying to be. So uh we went on a trip on um, uh, a train trip across canada we left uh elizabeth was just she must have been about four and a half and daniel was three and a half he was only two and and then i was just newly pregnant with with vicky but i didn't know it we get on the train and we go all across canada and we stopped and it was gorgeous we went through the canadian rockies we love canada We've spent a lot of time in Toronto. Our, our whole family. We love to travel, but we we traveled on the train, VIA, and it was. And um, I didn't know for sure I was pregnant, but I thought I was. We stopped in Lake Louise. At Lake mm. Louise, we went to Victoria. Okay. We went to Victoria, and uh, then we. Uh, traveled on the train down the, um, the coast of California and went to the Grand Canyon and we flew back from St. Louis. But then I found out I was pregnant. But we called. It was she was Victoria Louise and whether that's coincidence or not, I mean his her aunt's name was Victoria and my sister's name is Louise. But here we go. Here are these things that I'm
3: going to be- say. Not um, not a coincidence yeah uh, her name means um victorious
2: warrior of the people
1: yes yes thank you thank you thank yes. you Jean uh she is um
2: and and Lake Louise in Canada is also known by one of our dear friends and and a lot of people that work with the energy uh Archangel Michael but one of our dear friends Meredith Murphy as being Archangel Michael's etheric retreat on earth is Lake uh, Louise.
1: Oh my! Oh, I'm getting chills. Thank you so and much for my doing my that.
3: daughter's birthday is March 16th, and my father's name was Michael. So that's it.
1: <laughs> there are no
3: coincidences in life, right?
1: <laughs> right, right. Oh my! I, okay, okay. Now, see, these things make me—they just—they just make me so high, highly happy. Uh, thank you for sharing those. Uh, I, I when Vicky was just. Oh. Uh, she was always so adventurous she always did something she played baseball she didn't want to play girls softball she played baseball on the boys hardball baseball team now now it's no big deal for um a girl to be involved in sports boys sports but at that time it was uh Vicky now would be it was she's been gone for um she would be about thirty should be 31 coming up this year but she she um at that time in our little town that we lived in she was the first girl to ever go in and try out for the boys the boys hardball team and the the people that were signing them up were looked in, at each other and they were like well you you should play softball and she said no unless i could play hardball i don't want to play and she looked at her dad and and they they ended up letting her try out and she got picked in the first round and she was she's a she was a darn good second baseman. She sure was they wrote her up in the paper and she was A victorious
2: she, warrior of the people.
1: Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um she did all those things but she always was had such humility with with all of the the, the children at school. Everyone she was so likable. She never bragged about anything. She just enjoyed what she was doing. When she was in second grade, she expressed interest in being an astronaut um, uh, because someone from NASA had come to visit at the school. And um, my husband had flown a plane um, before I knew him. Um, it just uh, He got his private uh, pilot um, license, uh, and um, I really didn't know that about him, but uh, they were in our small town. They were opening up a little airport. Um, uh, it, well, the airport was there, but they were opening up a, a new terminal building. And after church, we drove up to it. And Vicky was only in, uh, she was 10 years old. And um, my, they had a flight school that they were starting up at this little airport. And um, uh, we lived in a very small town, Meadville, Pennsylvania, on the western side of uh, the state. And... Um, uh so um, anyway, he said, well, uh, let's sign you up for a um, an airplane ride to see if you like to even fly, even go up in the air. And I wasn't there when this happened. We got home and she told me uh, that they signed her up for this airplane ride. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, come on. Uh uh-uh. And um, they'll never call her anyway. She's 10 years old. Well, they did. And she was scheduled to go up out there to the airport to go up into this airplane. And I couldn't go and watch because I was a little too nervous about it. And um but I I thought to myself
2: Uh oh. Thought to myself internet froze for just a moment. Uh oh. Did I lose everybody?
3: No, Jean? I'm here. I'm just in awe of yeah. the Vicky Van Meter with the headset ah. on her head Ed. sitting in a
1: cockpit.
2: It's the first time I've let her know who Vicky was. Just now. Um, okay. Let's uh Corrine, you're there? All right, we're gonna take a break then. And and uh <laughs> see if we can't uh restore our connection to uh Utah? And, uh, yeah, now Skype's telling me there's a problem with the call, so, but I'm sure we'll have her back before, uh, break time's over. So, uh, a little, uh, uh well, hmm. Uh, what do we play for Vicky and everybody?
3: Um,. I'm I'm kind of in awe right now, so I don't yeah. really know what to say. Um, hmm. That other that other song from um, not Earth Prayer, but the other one.
2: The other Peace Prayer. Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: So I think here's that would be
3: appropriate.
2: Uh, Larissa Stowe and the Shakti Tribe uh, with Peace Prayer. And we'll be back in just a few minutes and we'll find Corinne and bring her back with us. (laughs) Stay with us, folks.
1: Sure, she's happy. <laughs> Smiling. Okay, so do I go back to the airport?
2: I, I suppose we go back to the airport. You bet.
1: Okay, we're at the airport. Uh, well, I decide about the fear. I was not going to let my fear stand in the way of my daughter's uh, desires. Uh, I tried to make that that distinction, you know. Um, so my father... <laughs> Coincidentally, and I'm doing the you know the little marks um, he was an air traffic controller. my dad was an air traffic controller, so he uh, th- th- apparently and my mother they met at the she was a weather person they met at the airport uh, so anyway my my um, I decided not to go out to the little airport to watch Vicky and her dad whenever they did their thing, but I would go out and watch when the plane landed to see her walk out of the plane. that, And then I would be able to tell by the look on her face whether this was like something, you know, out of the question or uh, I, I would just be able to feel it. So I was present when the plane landed and I saw her walk, get out of the plane and walk toward me. And, and she had such a look of power on her face and sort of like that, look where you go. Yes, yes. And I was, I thought, oh boy, you know, this is something. She re- the, the doors have opened, and indeed they did. I mean, this is a little girl that when she she um it's like age ten. Yes, yeah, she decided. Instead of playing basketball, uh, being in the little basketball league that they had in the evenings or after school, she would go to private pilot ground school at that little airport with adults because she wanted to uh, learn how to fly. So she, uh, she went every uh, Wednesday night for I don't know how many weeks, and she took her school books along with her. But she sat there with adults, and um, she took the instruction. Uh, and um, after the first, um, after the, at the end when they took the test, she ended up failing the test. Well, instead of giving up on that, she decided to sign up for the class all over again. And she was 10 years old, and she took it. She took the class all over again. And that by that time, it was the spring, and she was doing some flying along with it um taking some little lessons and she took the she took the um uh the test and she passed it and um uh and her instructor well he was he marveled at her he he has said to us from the very beginning he said he had never seen an adult take to to everything from the start as she did um she was just able to um maneuver well and listened to everything he said and she just had this just sort of like an inner knowledge about how to do it and um she was he, born with wings yes thank you thank you <laughs> and she certainly has them now she does um so uh anyway um they sort of between my husband and 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 uh, Vicky she wanted to do something more she wanted to do something with it so they came up with this idea. Um, uh, that the instructor said, "Fly." So she did little flights. She ended up um, flying in an air show in town. Uh, she made a short field landing, uh, and then she dro- rode around on a, little, uh, a car. You know, like they drive. She was on the um, in a convertible and sit- sitting in the back seat and waving to the crowd she drove she flew to see her um her cousins in another city. She flew to see her sister graduate in North Carolina She had to fly over the mountains to get there. My husband and I were waiting in a control tower um and uh you know i not concerned she was with her instructor, but she was these are you know again I talked earlier about releasing letting go letting go. So I have been working on I guess I think this issue for me, you know, the letting go, um, has been something that has happened uh gradually all through my life. Well, it happens to all of us. That's one of that's a lesson we all have to um uh learn. But uh I guess I'm just noticing it. <laughs> but uh anyway, she um uh we were waiting in the tower and and it is quite an experience to hear your daughter speaking over your little girl speaking over the, <laughs> the, the the speakers and the people in the tower are talking with her and but anyway she landed and she we went to see her sister graduate from college, from uh high school at that time and um she had done these little flights but then she figured she was ready for a longer flight so um she and her instructor uh uh they she ended up flying across the country. She made a goal for herself. Her goals kept getting larger and larger. So she made a goal to fly across the country. And um, it wasn't going to be anything. It was a personal thing. She just wanted to do it personally. So um, we had been... Um, uh, uh, it was a. It was decided in our town that she would be like a little ambassador for our little city. And the... Um, um uh, she started her trips from augusta maine, so Augusta Maine has sort of adopted her as a they they've adopted her as a daughter um uh, because she made two flights out of uh augusta uh the first flight was across the United States, and it was at that time that we uh we went up there not knowing that there would be anything more of it then it was a personal thing. My husband and I uh, flew on um, commercial airlines and we met her at the different cities that she stopped overnight. She had to make a stop uh, during the day for lunch and then she would to refuel and then she would stop for the overnight and we would see her then. And um, uh, unbelievably so, for some reason the world, the universe picked up on this and when she when we went up to um uh, maine uh, uh what was it um the morning show the today show wanted stay they, they wanted to to see her with a, in the morning and interview her before she left they brought a satellite dish in there, they, and she was interviewed by Brian Gumbel. I don't know whether you remember him. He used to be on the Today Show, but she was interviewed, and, and it made it was during a time when something like this was very unusual. Now people are doing things all the time, but at that time this was – um, how many years ago? Um, uh, I don't. I can't do math very quickly, but it was a long time ago before anything like this had had gotten out there in publicity, and it was an unusual thing. Um, so for that time, the country was like following her. We didn't plan this; it just happened. It <laughs> coincidences? I don't know about that. There was somebody and something higher that wanted this. That Synchronicity. Wanted up into this this place where she could be an inspiration for a lot of people, and that's what happened. She was. She was. There were people, and, and at, at each stop that she got closer to San Diego, she was going to fly from Augusta, Maine, to San Diego, which was like the longest distance. She wanted to fly the farthest distance, and one was north and one was sort of south. So she did it, and she made it in... Um, it was going to be four days. She had her stops. She planned the trip. She had to. I mean, that was part of the deal. It wasn't like she just sat there and somebody planned it for her. She had to. She had to calculate her her mileage and she decided where she was going to land, what airport she would land at, and she landed at smaller airports to refuel, and then at these uh, major airports that she ended up landing, um, uh, she would take uh, things from our Chamber of Commerce back in our little town and present them to someone. But by the time she got out into, the momentum just grew and grew and grew. By the time she got out to um, San Diego, I mean, as a result of all of this, Vicki was on so many times. She was on, uh, you'll see it on her website. She That's another thing you can visit, too. She has a website that we had finally put together it opened the floodgates to so many opportunities for her to get out there and share. Share. She didn't consciously know what she was doing. Of course, I didn't live her life in her body. I don't know what she and her, her soul and her mind, I don't know. We're connected, but maybe somewhere her higher self knew what she was doing because she was reaching so many people and, oh, yeah. and raising them up and letting them be inspired and, and showing them what? kids can do the power of us I, I don't i i have
3: to i i have to disagree with you actually i don't think it was just her higher self that knew what she was doing i think vicky the whole integrated fully ensouled blended being 11-year-old Vicky knew exactly what she was doing, and I Thanks. quote, it doesn't matter what age you are, it matters what you think and how you feel, Vicki yes. Van Meter. And Thanks. you can't Time tell Magazine. me that that 11-year-old ch- child didn't know what she was doing.
1: Thank you. Thank a quantum you for- plan. Yes, yes. Thank you for, absolutely, thank you for recognizing that. Thank you for, for-, for adding that because she did Uh, you know some people might not think that but I'm speaking with people who you're, you're seeing the whole picture I believe she did I believe she did and because um I was we were there we heard her she didn't was not only able to fly when you see her speak and you hear the things that come out of her it is it is not just it is not just this a little child. It is um, it is uh, it is wisdom fully unfold, blended. Absolutely, in. absolutely, and and you will see on her website. It will be interesting to you because you'll see on her website we have put all that together. You will see her speaking on television because she was on so many television shows. She was also asked to speak at. She was asked to, to um, uh, go down to Johnson Space Center. She actually landed a space shuttle simulator. She landed it. This is a, a 10-year-old, She and her instructor didn't land it. He he crashed it. She <laughs> almost landed it. She almost landed it on the very first try. There was an astronaut um, Tammy Jernigan that took us around, and she said, "Now that the the press is going to be there, they're going to be watching you, because people were, you know, they were skeptical. Some people were skeptical uh, as to whether she was actually had done flying or not. But this, she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing, and she sat down there in that chair, and she had cameras on her." And um, Tammy said, you may not want to do this in front of everybody. And she looked at me and she said, I don't, you know, she was totally honest. She was being truthful. She was totally being truthful. We never told her what to say because she spoke the truth. It came out of her, and um, and so when she went on talk shows or whatever, there was no worry or bother. She just went coolly and calmly on these places, and she answered questions, and she was like this shining light, this light, this anchor of light that just, just more than an act. She was, it came, when you see her eyes, it just, it just glows through her eyes and her countenance. But anyway, she sat in this chair, <laughs> to, to land the space shuttle. She almost landed it, and it crashed at the very end, and she turned around and said, can I try that again? And she landed it on the second try. This astronaut had told her that astronauts, they don't land it. They don't land it on for many tries. And and so she looked, Vicky said, I'm, she said, what the heck? I, she was going to do it, so she did, and she landed it. But she was invited to speak at Take Your Daughter to Work Day at all, all practically all the NASA facilities across the country here in Washington DC and, and that her Washington DC talk is on there. If you go to her website you can see her actually speaking and when you see her question and answers with with children, with people asking her questions, I mean this is not this is something um uh, she didn't have a speechwriter and it's a
2: publicist and a
1: exactly it, nothing, nothing, nothing. Victorious warrior
2: and, of the people, up speaking to the people.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now, thank you. After this first flight, she, she, um, uh, I, I mean, she was um, uh, visited. We even went to the White House. We, we, she had. You'll, she has her book. She has a book that she wrote uh with a sports writer someone but she had people coming out of the woodwork to assist this to happen which we all do if we open up to it if we shine our light if we shine our light we have helpers coming to see it's we can look at her life as an example she wants us to do that she wants us to look at her life as an example if you shine your light you will you will attract other light that will help you you will, and you will be able to do even greater things. Now, this—it wasn't enough for her. When she was done, she got a letter from the president at the time too. Um, she um, she did remarkable things. I, I I can't even name them all. Um, but she decided that reporters kept asking her. She was so good with answering questions. These reporters just—they—they—they they, they loved her because she was she was just. And so did the talk shows. Nobody had to prep her, prompt her, work with her. Nothing like that. They would ask her the reporters what do you, what's next what's next?" and she's like thinking, "Well, I have to do something for these for everybody So she decided to fly across the Atlantic Ocean and she flew across the Atlantic ocean she that and this was um this was all within the period of a uh a, a um uh okay I'm trying to think of it, it was in um uh September that she flew across the United States and she ended up flying across the Atlantic Ocean the following June so she was preparing she had to prepare in a larger plane um uh she uh, she had to um oh, she traveled to Ohio she had different and different instructor for this uh it was she ended up flying from um uh, Augusta, Maine. Once again, up to Goose Bay, Canada, to um, Greenland. There were F, there were Inuit children that came to visit her when she landed there. The, I mean, it's just it's an incredible story, just an incredible story. It, it seems like it's, to, it's totally unbelievable. People compared her to um, Amelia Earhart. Um,
2: well, I can't imagine that.
1: <laughs> she she flew she flew to Scotland, landed there. She then flew on to France. England and France and Germany. Um, uh, I, I, it's, it's totally, I, when I'm talking about these things, it just feels so um, uh, surreal. Uh, but it all happened and people came. I mean, she was written up in newspapers in the Arab countries. Her her picture was on there. She it was we have we have newspapers from all around the globe. They heard about this this person. I I have. Um, she was giving interviews in people to people in Bogota, Colombia. There were there were, it it was just a universal thing. So she has been around the globe in certain ways, and whether it has been physically um uh just people uh well her energy has has gone all over um and uh people have responded and they still respond um uh I, I, there are so many stories that i could go into um uh, and so many poignant um, um uh, interchanges we've had with people from all over but if you go on her website Vic, vickyvanmeter.com you will see a lot of this catalog because we felt my husband and I felt it was too important not to share and not to make a, a catalog of for for um for all time we had these these relics but we wanted to share them and um so with uh, us uh, with the inception of the internet and all these these things we ended up um uh putting it on a website so you can actually go onto her website you can listen to her talk um you can um follow her trip across the united states it's 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 child friendly user friendly you can follow it on google where you can actually land in the airports uh when she's flying across the uh the atlantic ocean um, you can hear her speeches. You can see uh, the magazine she was in, the newspaper articles. It's all in there. It's all in there. So it's like a treasure trove um, of information. And it also continues, I believe, to spread her energy um, uh, to oh, all indeed. that look in it and that that, that are attached at all to it. She's our, out there. Go our ahead. dear
2: Jean is not easily captivated, and she was... Captivated and speechless just on her mm-hmm. first spot of Vicky's photo.
1: Oh.
2: And, Hi. Um, um, of course, now she's going to be speechless because something's going on. She had to mute herself, but, um,
1: okay. it's okay.
2: But, um, uh, uh, it, it, it really is true that, that, that is, that's rare. And we get a lot of people that have done a lot of amazing things on this show. And, um, and I, all I did was put up the Wikipedia link to Vicky mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. before I put up her website, mm-hmm. and she went there and on that very right there is a picture of Vicky in her headset in a cockpit yep. of an airplane, and that was just she's just for ten minutes was speechless. Um, yeah, and, well,
3: see, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I'm listening to this this woman who. Um, has obviously been through this incredibly insane journey as a mother I can't even possibly imagine having to go through the loss of a child um, and who has written a book and who has you know dedicated her life as it is now to to taking those lessons learned in loss Um out into the world and trying to comfort and inspire others through her own you know mm. finding of self and then i see the child that was lost and i can't even i can't use the word lost anymore yeah. um simply because she did in her short life mm-hmm. what Some people never manage to accomplish in five or six or seven or eight lifetimes, and I I mean a legacy like that. uh, The connection between the two of you must just be insane, because for her to choose, I mean, for her to to choose to, because the way you know, the way we look at it is that somebody comes here and chooses their life path. Your higher self chooses your path, and you come here and you live it out. Um, and, and in saying that, but you also choose the family and the, and the relationships that you're going to have. Now, I mean, for such an exceptional individual to come here, and yes, all human beings are exceptional in their own right, but this is this is a, a standout exceptional individual who came here to stand on the leading edge and to say this is possible. Mm-hmm. And those people are exceptionally brave and they're they're exceptionally courageous and, and they're very, very, very special. Uh, but in order to do that, you have to choose the right family. You know what I mean? If, if you had been anybody else, this journey could not have taken place. Mm-hmm. And and I hope, I really hope, that, that with everything else that you've been through, you understand that that as blessed as you were to have this incredible child in your life, that she was equally blessed to have this incredible family. And equally
2: wise to have chosen.
3: And equally wise to chosen is incredibly standing
2: to, to stand
3: behind her through the journey, to encourage her to take the journey, and then to be able to carry on after she has chosen to leave, but to carry on and to take everything that you've learned through that journey and to share it with others. I mean, that you're just as I, exceptional as your daughter is.
2: I just have to point out that, that story, I'm not going to watch her fly, I'm not going to, but I'm going to go and I'm going to watch her get out of that plane, and mm-hmm. because then I'll know,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: to watch her get out of that plane and see the way that she walked out of that plane and say to yourself, oh boy, I am going to have to deal Here with this, because it's good for her, mm-hmm. and not, more now, and more all the time, but not so many parents, particularly at the time, would have chosen that route, so congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you for uh, for both of your comments. I appreciate that. I am very I am very well aware that you know it was it was I, I can pinpoint the moment. It, it's not it, it, it's not only me. It was my my husband had the we sort of okay. Whenever we were standing, she landed in um, San Diego. And I remember um, uh, putting my head on his shoulder, and at that moment, I knew why we, he, he and I were together. I knew. I mean, yes, we were together for the other children too, but I, I could because we are together. People, our children choose the right parents for them to learn whatever it is they were coming to learn. I agree with that, and I know that. And so all our children have, but we all as a group, it's not only uh, – Vicky was the last one to come into this group. It was my husband and me, our union, uh, um, that attracted our oldest daughter who uh, – uh, there are so many I, – I have so many more things that I could say. Our oldest daughter is doing so many fabulous things as a result of all – and my son is on the verge of so much – and And here Vicky did hers when she was young, but we're all so connected i and i as as time is going on, I see it and I feel it even more we are um we made a pact with each other and but I don't think that that's any different than any other family families do it's it's to achieve something different in this, it we made this pact all of us, and she was the last one to come on the scene, so she picked us all. She picked this situation and she even told my son after she left, uh, uh, because we were very much in contact with her the the week after she left, we didn't do anything outward, we didn't go, we didn't have a funeral, we didn't have anything like that. We gathered together, just us, trying to deal with it and... Vicky came to us, if you listen to the TED Talk, you'll, you'll, uh, you will have more of an explanation of this, but we'll, I'm we'll telling have it you on
2: something the archive for the show: Yes
1: that, that isn't in there, and that is the fact that we were by ourselves, and we were getting messages from her every night, every night, and my son told me, and he just reminded me today, that she said to him, she was coming through to him, and she said, "I picked this family because I knew you could handle it." Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I mean when I say, you know,
3: and and she picked an exceptional group of people to share that journey with because you you don't go into that kind of situation without knowing that when you leave, because you're knowing that you're going to leave, that when you leave, you have to leave behind a group of people who are going to be strong enough to, to to take this even further you can only take what she did so far and Mm -hmm. the the loss of her and and the resulting you you know united fronts that you have presented as a family to the world through your various and individual works um that is is the legacy to me yeah she's an exceptional person as as a young person to accomplish but but
2: and, and in the so vibration and the much light
3: further that, than that.
2: that y'all are shining, because, you know, the way you said, and my son, he's on the verge of so much, and Vicki B- decided to do hers early. It, mm-hmm. Because that's really the only difference I see But there, is is in her, it doesn't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. She didn't just mean it's okay, you can do wild and, uh, and amazing things when you're 10. She also meant you can do wild and amazing things when yeah. you're 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and 60. Yeah. It doesn't matter
1: 80, what age 80. you are. Oh, yes, yes. And um, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for these these uh, observations. Um, uh, and indeed, I... Um, uh, Part of her legacy. She knew. She knew we were going to do more with it, and it's coming even more to me. I mean, my my oldest daughter. She has a she. She built a library for for a girl who was affected by Agent Orange, she, in Vietnam. My daughter went and as a as a result. She went and built a library. Had a library built for this girl in the jungle. I mean, who would have and 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 Vicky's there Vicky's part of it she's making a film she's making a documentary film of this um my my uh, my husband has has um oh I, and I don't want to leave him out of this because he is he is he was like
3: he feels to me like he's the rock in the whole thing
2: Uh-oh, was that fuzziness? Uh, of
1: us are sort of... Here we go. Okay, okay. Uh, the rest of us are sort of sort of up there in the clouds in a way, but he's the grounder. He's the one making yeah. it possible for these things to happen, and he, he, has, a, he has an exceptionally important part in it. And um, we all are becoming more appreciative of that i mean i'm not saying that our lives have been perfect they haven't we have worked through a lot of 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 um when you put sensitive people together with with um um okay I'm a Pisces. My husband is a Pisces. Vicky was a Pisces. My daughter is a is a Cancer. My son is a Scorpio. Now, those are only the sun signs. If you delve deeper into it, you can find other things. But I'm just giving you the 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 overall picture. We're all very sensitive. But so when you have a a group of sensitive people living together, you, you, things happen. You know, you've got you have to get through a lot of the hurts and the, and 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 all of that. But there is an inner strength in each one too, because I could go through and point that part of it out too. But we all had to work through this, that that sort of muddle, to to achieve this. And um ah, uh, but but we were all essential for it to happen. All of us my son and my daughter Vicki, everybody has a different kind of connection with vicky but it's all very very strong very strong my my husband is is um uh she visits him in in his his, his uh dream life uh in his she talks to him in that i my my son is totally connected my daughter is through her uh, it's just um it's incredible i'm connected to the point that you know the the book I did this book to help people through the grief process but um that scratches the surface vicky wants her life to um be a um used as an example too she has she comes through me and she's telling me different things about different pointing out different situations in her life that maybe will help other people in their lives and i'm i'm working on another book that with her with her so it's going to be both of us
4: <laughs>
1: doing the next book and um i'm Wonderful. also and i'm also uh wanting to uh get all of these um uh tell children we're all children we're all children actually and um i they uh, these are um uh stories there are stories that that go to the basis of, of of our child our beliefs that we come in. We come in in light. We come in in light, and and the adults that are here before us that have moved out of that light have have like. Um, altered the light or altered themselves so as not for the light to shine as brightly, they, they help us to do that.
2: They they, they try to pass on the warning. Look it, out. It's yeah, going to get you.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I'm going back with her help and visiting some places and it's Vicky helping me, but it's also other, all those other masters that are out there available for anyone to ask, for help from, we just need to ask, and that's something that Vicky said at the very beginning when she left. She said, "Talk to me, talk to me, acknowledge me, acknowledge that I am there, and I will respond. I will respond." She is no different, though she very powerful, and she will, she will help she will help people and she is through what we're doing but i say this also i don't want people to think that they don't have these things in their own life to 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 the degree in which they recognize them they are they have the availability of help from the other side if they will only acknowledge it if they will only let it come in and let it be a part of of their living now and um uh, I I'm I feel very strongly about that. That I want other people oh. to know that. And then, I know asking I, you shall receive is not just the
3: same. It's, it's, yes,
2: it's tempting it's a to say. Life. It's tempting to say, you know, Vicky would want you to know that she wasn't special, but that's not what Vicky wants people to know. She wants people to see how incredibly special she was, so <laughs> you can know that you're that special too.
1: Oh, that's, ah, I like that. I like that. You know, that.
2: instead of, it, it, it's always been tempting for people to say, you know, well, as incredible as she was, she wants you to know she wasn't special. She was just like you. Well, yes, the just like you part, but. But
3: But she was special. She but was everybody's special.
2: special. But everybody yeah. has their incredible specialness. I and love it. That's what Vicky would want, I think, everybody to take from that is not, I was normal, is. That normal is incredible, and that we 're all incredible
1: that's a beautiful that's a beautiful um uh, addition that's a beautiful thought. I love the twist, and it's because it is the truth that is the truth. We are mirrors we she is mirroring to people what they are, who they really are absolutely thank you thank you yeah,
2: for that beautiful stuff. Um, It's, I, it's I, funny it's, when you come on a show with two different interdimensional translators.
1: <laughs>
3: Pop <laughs> yeah. out,
2: but and, and we don't um, want to. We're gonna have to have you back to talk about your book. Yeah, we're, we're I was just gonna say book.
3: what really sucks about this is that it's 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 getting close to the end of the show, but I want to go more into the book. So we're gonna have to have you back again if you don't mind coming back to play with us because I'd like to talk about the book that you've already written, and I'd love to get having having channeled my second book, going home to heaven, um, uh-huh. and communicate with. Some higher selves. Um, I I would love to have you back and talk about the journey that you're going to embark on in the in the in the writing of your second book as well, because okay. I think that we're well beyond the time in in our, our current understanding where you know it's it's time to just say it out there loud to the world that this is, this is a truth. It's a reality. It is. Perfectly acceptable and normal to be communicating with, with
1: yeah. spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I well, told because you. we
2: are, and and we point that Constantly. out with this everyday connection thing. Often is people, you know, well, there's a there's a separation between my spiritual life and my work life. Mm. No. No. You're, no. you're a spiritual being having a physical experience, so it doesn't matter yeah. what. You, you, Mm-hmm. Be- before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water.
4: Absolutely, you know,
2: is exactly. It, it, it doesn't mean people have taken it to mean you should labor and live simply, and and there's something to be said for living simply, but but
3: well, it's it, just it's less more complicated. Well, to be yeah. honest, mm-hmm. but
2: it's just left complicated. It's, really, it's more about you everything you do is spiritual. It couldn't get any more spiritual because you're a spirit. So. There, get over that, really.
1: Yeah. It's
4: like,
2: you know,
1: mm-hmm. I'm well, not sure if be being bored I mean, is he,
2: proper thing to do. Well, he, are you bored? Okay, well, then it's proper because there it is. <laughs> get over
3: it. People mm-hmm. get that, the you know, the, the multi-billionaire sitting in his mansion is no less spiritual than the guru sitting in his hut in the mountain.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh we're all and we're all we're all connected we're all connected um it's just I, I was getting this uh uh i was taking a walk before this all started and i was you know um seeing the sun you know we're all we are all these ra- these rays of light coming down into this earth plane but the sun and the source shines in all directions in all directions, everywhere, and it's well it's it's all symbolic, and on everybody, yes, everywhere, in every dimension, in every planet, star, empty space, everywhere, it's shining everywhere, all those lights are, and um uh I guess when we all figure that one out, then we will have peace,
2: ah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So we do wanna for our podcast listeners especially who may not be close to their screen, we'll have all these up on our archive tonight so you can find them at everyday. Many, many me. links. But yeah, many
3: uh, links for you guys.
2: Yeah, because find. there were lots there was lots that went on tonight. If you uh
1: there's there's one moment, more but uh Okay. okay. There's okay. One more added, and it's to my daughter's um uh film project. It's very interesting. It's um the purpose project
3: Film dot com. We're going to have to get her on here too.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> okay. Um, this has been okay. fabulous.
2: And and Thanks. and just quickly for folks, you can you can find Kareen at an anchor a n a n c h o r of light dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, you can learn all about Vicky and and follow along as if it was ninety three or ninety four uh some twenty years ago
4: yeah, yeah.
2: almost um at vicky dot com and that's v i c k i isn't it
1: yes it is yeah
2: yeah v i c k i vanmeter dot com mm-hmm.
1: um
2: and then and uh, and
1: keep your
3: eyes on w dot everyday connection dot me for um an, an up and coming Second edition of tonight's show.
2: Probably (laughs) somewhere out in February. But because, wow, well, well, we had a couple of folks on that said, man, we had a blast and we got friends and they want to have fun too. And because I I didn't have people for the very next week and now we're like booked up till February.
3: Yeah, but we're definitely going to have to have her back, guys. So keep your eyes on the schedule.
2: For sure. And uh, speaking of schedule, I'm the calendar guy, aren't I? Uh oh.
3: You are the calendar. You are the calendar guy. Uh,
2: I thought it was the radio guy. Oh, see, next Tuesday is Angela Otto back with us. We're going to talk about uh, plant medicine. Uh, Ah,
3: yes, ayahuasca and 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 why can't I?
2: And uh, yes, the uh, San Pedro and uh, I'm very excited. If you've had some curiosity about those subjects and you've seen a YouTube video and you think you're going to spend a weekend doing that, please listen to our show first. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. I'm not gonna, We always yeah. come out like such mothers about that, mother hens. And uh, then next Thursday, uh, Cynthia Lane will be here with us. Uh, so we've got lots of good stuff coming up all month. Uh, and uh, ending on uh, December 20th with our New Age Eve celebration and show with uh, where Stacy and the profs will be back with us. And uh, uh, then we're going to take two weeks off. We haven't taken any time off ever since the inception of the show. So we're going to have Christmas weekend, uh, New Year's Day off, and come back in January. So, everybody have a fantastic weekend. Join us next Tuesday for Angela Mandato. And until then...
1: Stay
2: connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Everyday Connection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection.